Hello and welcome to the very first Everton Fan Focus podcast. My name's Mark Finnegan and today I'm joined by fellow Evertonian Mark Ellis. Hello. Uh, this is something that's very new to ourselves. We've never done podcasting before, uh, but through conversations on Twitter we've sort of devised this plan to try and get something going in the future. And obviously with, with the amount of opinions that are out there in terms of um, supporting this football club, we thought why not have a go and let's literally voice our concerns to each other. It might sound like a bit of a rant, hopefully we're not too negative. I mean, the way things are going, it's going to be quite hard not to be. But uh, today, I'm just going to basically, I'm going to ask Mark one or two things. I'm going to give my own opinion on uh, the current state of affairs at Everton. The main reason behind this is because I, I, Mark has got, uh, Mark Ellis has got some some views that interest me on, on the Everton board. Um, he tends to be in deep discussion a lot of the time. You log on to Twitter um, with other Evertonians. Everyone's got their opinions on the club and how it's run. I've got my own but today I just wanted to just basically get to know a little bit more about Mark rather than just seeing what he's, what he's got to tweet about that so but we'll also talk about the rest of the club obviously Roberto Martinez Everton having a bit of a tough time on the pitch this season um, so we'll touch on all of those things as we go through uh, hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy what we've got to say anyway so what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically uh, draw a few pointers and then get in discussion with Mark so the first thing and obviously the reason that we're here today is because of Everton Football Club but there's, um, there's no, numerous questions constantly being asked of the Everton board and um, obviously Robert Earl was in the press this week recently over various things personally I'm slightly younger than Mark, uh, I have slightly different views about the Everton board um, as I say everyone else does but you can form your own opinions I think uh, what it is is at Everton you've got a lifelong Evertonian in, in charge of the club at the helm in Bill Kenwright. Obviously, in more recent times, we've spent a few quid, which to me maybe papers over a few cracks at, at the club. I'm not trying to say that you know everything's doom and gloom because you know we're not we're not in the worst of situations. I don't think, but to other people, we, we are and we're being strung along. And I think Marcus, you're definitely one of those, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I do think there's something really off about what's going on at boardroom level of Hudson um, something that, that I think because we've turned now 15 years since Bill Kenwright started it's really starting to now hit home just how far behind we are falling behind other teams yeah. um, I, I don't think we're being held by what's going on off the pitch like commercially there's nothing being done like when we started it was all about new investment talking about he wasn't here to, he wasn't here to bankroll uh, transfer silence or anything like that he was here um to, to provide stability Now I don't know how much stability you can take But 15 years Now no new stadium Two uh, stadium farces to be honest with you yeah. And also continued lack of underinvestment In the squad yeah. Which is really highlighted by if The amount of over 30s we've got floating around uh, At the back sort of dead It's sort of being evident this season hasn't it that, It's yeah. really come yeah. to the fore Yeah, um, We have got an outstanding academy With some fantastic youngsters coming through That can't be denied but um, very few of them are getting first team chances so the um, the back of the, the bench and everything is looking very we could do you know you can tell that players certain players who wouldn't have played for other uh, Champions League clubs sorry what I'm trying to say is a top an aspiring top four yeah. club wouldn't have these players which is what which is what Roberto and, and Ken Wright sort of hinted at when he took over a couple of years ago Absolutely. well 18 months a couple of years ago but so so basically from from your perspective Mark um, you're not happy with the way the club's being run then 
now no. I don't think enough is being done behind. I just don't think enough is being done to push us on yeah um, well yeah, I mean when, when you say it like that and Ken Wright's been there 15 years I mean I'm, I'm, I've just turned 29 so yeah. from being a boy it's, it's, it's like when Moyes was in charge really I, I grew up knew, knowing nothing else yeah. because I, I was in my teenagers now obviously I'm a man um, yeah. I, I sort of couldn't see beyond David Moyes but then when he left I thought well hang on actually there's a world out there maybe that's become the case with a few Ken Wright followers shall you I say I think so you definitely think? Yeah. because it's we're now spanning an, an entire generation where we haven't won a single trophy not one yeah, you know. yeah. I was 15 the last time we won now that hurts as well approaching really 40 hurts. very fast so it's yeah. like uh, we're missing a whole generation where we haven't had a day you know we haven't won a trophy we haven't there's no and when trophies all about memories you can't just have your memories as unbeaten runs or the odd derby win here and there or a great win here or whatever yeah. you know we Evertonians can particularly the away supporters here so much more yeah, well, I would agree with you. I mean, I think, I think with the Lukaku signing and, and uh, especially when Roberto took over, I thought our transfer dealings were quite, quite shrewd. I thought we done we done well, and obviously there's been a buzz about the place, but you know, not not to try and sound like we're really downbeat Evertonians, but I think with Everton at the, throughout the years, with, with all the ne- uh, positives, there's always that underlying negative. I mean, I think we've been found out on the pitch this season. Yeah. I mean, we'll touch on that later. I think we'll we'll end up seeing an uptick and fortunes hopefully soon I try and stick positively about yeah. it but I mean I do I do hear your concerns about Ken Wright um, the fact that there's a lot of other people on the board that never really seem to be associated with Everton or want to be associated with Everton or ploughing any money I don't know the finer details maybe you Mark don't know anymore maybe a few people that we do have, have yeah. told us I mean like you I, I like to listen to people and, and learn what their opinions about about the club and how it's run. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom, but you know maybe we aren't doing enough. Maybe I think I have to agree. One point you raised about commercially, I think we're a we're a bit of a flop. I think everything that associated in terms of the community and charity work, we couldn't be any, in any better I position. Yeah. That that deserves a mention, especially for like the awards and things Everton in the community have won. Yeah. Um, but in terms of from a PR perspective and how certain things are handled it's just in this modern day and age and being a Premier League brand yeah. we need to be looking for better I think I agree totally um, there's just not enough recognition for having football club out there outside you know there's not enough there's I know like in terms of marketing do you mean as yeah, well absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah. there's just not there's just um, a, dis- a distinct lack of presence in, yeah. in, in the outdoor you know there's very few there's still an amazing amount of people who don't even know who Everton Football Club is well that's it you know, yeah. and that would never yeah. happen with any other uh, top four uh, Premier League team or, or team aspiring to be in the top four yeah. Yeah. it's really amazing we are under Liverpool's shadow a lot but it's not helped by the small time mentality of the club and yeah. also 20 years uh, 15 years under Bill Cam Wright where this sort of we've had the Magnificent Seven DVDs and we've had you know all this um, three of the best DVDs where it makes out the odd win is a massive thing it's a bit small time small time and it's I'm not saying brainwashed I'm saying but it hasn't helped people think of who we truly are as a football club we're not not well I think Neville Southall said it didn't he He said he brainwashed you into thinking finishing sixth is 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 an achievement I won't say the rest of his sentence or whatever but (laughs) 
I think when when Martinez came in, and Mo, uh, to be to be honest, we could go on about Moyes and Martinez all day. But I think when when he did come in, I thought a lot of us thought, "Hang on, with this style of football and maybe a bit of in, like investment in the squad, maybe we did see it, and we have seen a bit in the short term. Yeah. We could really kick on, but then it's, it's just gone back to the old Everton way, hasn't it? It's like uh, yeah. results have been hampered off the pitch. There's no sign of anyone coming in this month. I don't know. I mean, we'll touch on that again in a yeah. bit, but. And then you've got the aging players. Some players who are getting a game, who probably wouldn't get a game for any other top six side. So it's, right. it, it's, a, it's become a bit of a case for us Evertonians. As, are we gonna, just going to make do now again for a couple of years? This is it. We sort of. It's like we. Uh, I hate saying it. it's like last season opened the door, and we. I've never entered the season as much confidence. So much confidence. Same here. This. Same here. Yeah. I thought. I thought. The only way it was going to be up, um, I didn't see the see because the last season was such uh, a stunning performance with with the way we performed on the pitch and the way we attacked teams who, who normally, you know, we struggle against. Um, we showed a no fear approach, which I thought would have been carried on throughout the, the boardroom in the summer. Yeah. Naively, admittedly, yeah. given what's gone before, um, and I thought come August, I thought. There was a real chance we could we could finish fourth there and anything yeah. else, you know. But, but yeah. I just did not anticipate what's gone on yeah. since there. Something has gone on. I mean, we're not obviously we're, we're talking about Ken Wright, and we've, yeah. we're not naive enough to think that it's all Ken Wright's fault no, or the no. board's fault. But I mean, that, I think definitely with your views on it, my views on it, and other people's, we we definitely needed to touch on the off-field matters. Obviously. Yeah. Things have gone from bad to worse on the pitch this season, which we'll come to in just a second. But yeah. one other thing, I just wanted to get your uh, your views on Mark. Is the um, I don't live too far from Walton Park myself. I see in the Echo this week there's been a few Save Our Park protests. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to have a go at those people. They've got every right to protest in what they believe, but. Yeah. Uh, apparently a, a leading city councillor says Everton will be putting a, pr- a proposal forward by by the end of this year I think I mean yeah. again that's a long time away we're in January now Absolutely. how feasible and how likely do you think it'll be that Everton will get a new stadium in the next say five years never mind year or two I, I think given what's gone before there's very little chance of of us getting a stadium because um, we've had um the Kingstock fiasco, which still haunts. Yeah. It should haunt every other It's horrible, yeah. But you still see that map, don't you, on the internet? And you yeah. think, oh, it's a case of what, what could have been. What could have been. And every yeah. time you go on the ferry or every time you see the Echo Arena, it, it does make you want to, like, it makes me want to feel sick, to be honest with you, yeah. because of what could have been. The Kirby thing was a disgrace. And yeah. I should have seen, um, if anything, the board should have been ousted or they should have been challenged to the, to the maximum yeah. about what went on there. I thought it was uh, borderline criminal what happened over Kirby. Um, why are we to believe this board, after nothing uh, been delivered in 15 years, that they can all of a sudden turn it around now? Mm. I don't think that would change this, but I think we should be very careful where we go with this, and particularly if there's any sort of retail-led yeah. um, um, aspect to the. I think we've got to be very careful. I've got zero confidence that the board can do it. I'm not just getting on it. They do great things with Evan in the community and everything like yeah. that. I'm not being a total downer about it, and... I do get it. I no, do get but the these things need to be talked. Yeah, these need. To, well, I was just going to say to you, Mark. I mean, no. the other p- p- point of view. It's not entirely mine, but you would say, well, we've seen foreign owners come and go, and yeah. I, to me, on the face of it, for every good old foreign owner, there's been a bad foreign owner. But yeah. people in, in this uh, scenario will always draw on the on the bad and say, well, Venkies. I saw you talking to a lad on Twitter yeah. this morning about Venkies, and he just said, well, you know, let's get the Venkies lads in. But at the end of the day, it's not all as. Cut and dry his name dropping and saying this. No. If, 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 
if you think if you if you delve into it and think the people the right the right people aren't there trying to trying to sell this club or trying to you know yeah. advertise it for investments or just PR it and brand it better then you've got every right to speak up for that you're the one who pays for your season ticket yeah. I do myself you know some people will sit on the fence some people will be a bit critical some people won't have a bad word said about Ken Wright that's their prerogative that, that's completely Absolutely, up yeah. to them and that's what I wanted to really basically see what, because I see you're quite passionate about that and we all are and I yeah. know Ken Wright's passionate about the club as well but maybe maybe, yes, but maybe in the wrong way yeah maybe so Yeah. well at the end of the day some people um, will say he's in there for the right reasons. The likes of the likes of Elstone as well. Yeah. The likes of um, what's his face, Robert. Uh, what's his name? He was in. I've mentioned it before. Robert Earle. Sorry, Earl as well. He was yeah. in the press this week. I mean, you could go on, couldn't you? Um, what's a, John Woods's? Um, what's his presence there? You know, so. Robert Earle's presence really makes me suspicious as to why yeah. uh, a Tottenham, uh, a professed Tottenham supporter. Uh, well, if he's going to support anybody, it would be Tottenham. Yeah. Um, why he would want to own twenty five percent of the club? Yeah. He has zero interest in controlling, in, in zero interest in the club itself. I know yeah. Mr. Bike Paul Greg shares, um, but I think that was. Um, don't, I don't know. Next, you know, next, what goes on? I think it's a lot. It's a make world, and we all give it credit for. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, well. I suppose that that's a whole podcast in itself, the fact the off-field yeah. side of it. I mean, the stadium um, debacles that have gone on in the past. We've obviously, we're, we're embarrassed as a support a support group and as a yeah. as a club as a whole, and what's happened in the past. Hopefully, I mean, ideally, we we would get you know Walton Park, a massive area of land, um, and I've been to Walton Park. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot going on in certain areas, but there's also a, a lot of stuff that isn't going on. I mean, I'm not saying do away with all green land, but in this modern day and age in the world we live in yeah. what you know how much Greenland does exist and especially um, you know when it's Premier League stadium, as well it's, it's not really exactly, yeah. used as it let's, let's look at Walton as an area as well I mean in terms of jobs yeah. in terms of prosperity and what what the revenue will come in as, as from a, a travel and you know yeah. financial perspective then it's something that will hopefully develop and come to fruition in the end but I think I'm with you Mark I, I won't hold my breath on that one no. I certainly won't hold my breath I sincerely hope it does or I, at least very. I would love them to entertain the idea of regenerating Goodison Park but yeah. they, they have no interest in that because for me they don't see any profit in that yeah. and that's essentially what they want to it makes it very dangerous that they want to walk away with a profit a quick profit yeah. although they've waited so many years for it um, because then I get the feeling they can fob us off with pretty much anything as long as so, they've got their money back so even like the development of Goodison Park yeah to make it quick but, but it's the businesses and what's around it so yeah. for example what Liverpool are doing over the, over the road things have taken the time I've seen I've grew up in Anfield and I've seen eventually now things come into place there's been things knocked down there's apparently you know the cost of coffees Tesco's yeah. places looking like that coming in and that will follow with Liverpool regenerating and rebuilding the stadium and will pick up as yeah. Yeah. with County Road and um, City yeah. Road and Spellow Lane you're not going and Goodison you're not going to get any of that are you no. with all due respect it's one of the most poorly um poorly looking areas I mean I love yeah. it because I think it's original match day feeling and that's what I'm used to from a selfish point of view it's the soul of yeah like, growing up in more, growing up more yeah. than distance so it became yeah. very very much like industrial estates yeah you know sort of that type it would, it would maybe take a bit of that away but there's two arguments for obviously I want Everton to have a bigger stadium I also want Everton to be able to fill a bigger stadium yes because you need to see the performance on the pitch but anyway 
we've, we've talked there for a good 15 minutes on uh, the off-field matters and I think the main concern for me and you Mark really is what's happening on the pitch and January's yeah. probably a good month to start one of these podcasts because we can sort of touch on where we think we need to improve um, we'll, we'll draw on what we'll do is we'll draw on where we think the areas we need to improve now yeah. and then come up to where, what we think has gone wrong potentially this season so I mean even if you're not confident that we're going to sign players this month Mark which yeah. I, from what you've said I assume you're not where do you think we need to strengthen and why I think everyone can see that we need a goalkeeper um, Robles has picked up and he was fantastic the other night it has he to was, be said yeah, yeah. but um, there's still uh, the guy doesn't really inspire that much confidence no uh, in the fans and I don't think he does it in the defence as well he still had moments where he couldn't catch the ball he was he was has to be said it was his best ever performance for a while but, but, um, but, but like it's one game is it so one game, if we yeah. see him if we see a continuation of that performance on Monday you might think yeah maybe he will yeah cement his spot until Howard comes back but even so would you say we still need to replace Howard absolutely Howard has become a complete liability all season long I think um, the, it's no coincidence we've had the most of our goals scored past his part Apart from maybe the bottom team, um, but we um, Tim Howard's passed himself. I think probably just after the um, Belgian uh, game in the World Cup. I would say, yeah, yeah, because he. I mean, I recently started an article and I ended up deleting it because I was so pissed off with them, but. <laughs> I actually drew on the transfer targets for this month and I said about how and I said maybe he's a bit of a cult hero for Americans and but yeah. with all due respect I think he should maybe go back to his homeland and sort of bask in that glory. Absolutely. Because I'd hate for it to go the way that the likes of Phil Neville and people are quick to forget the way Kale went as well with yeah. his form. I'd love don't get me wrong, I love Kale. Yeah. I thought Phil Neville he tailed off badly Phil, the end. Phil Neville as a as a as a vocalist could be an excellent cap was an excellent captain, but yeah uh, in terms of um, his performances on this pitch, especially towards the latter part of his career, I would hate for Howard to go like that. It's sort of gone like that with Distan. Maybe Distan hasn't filled us with that much confidence since yeah. his, his overall time, but you can see it, can't you? Even Jagielka, Jag- he's, the, he's the captain, and the way yeah. he defended against West Ham the other night, that's the Jagielka we all know. Yeah, and he's not a vocal captain, but that was a, a led by example captain of performance. Course. I thought he was marvellous. You're never going to get him screaming and shouting, mm. which I think is what we prefer to see in our captains. Yeah. But Jagielka, Led by example, it was, it was really fantastic all night. So, so from so from the back, we we both agree that we sort of need a keeper. I mean, I think Roberto said again today there if he's going to bring a goalkeeper in, it's going to be a long term. Which makes me think Cash shining as well, um, rather than long. Yeah, um, I've, I mean, there's a few goalkeepers who. Um, who were banded about and all that who've been mentioned seems to be the same sort of name I'm not having David Marshall purely I don't you know so I was that good as someone you know he, he pulled off uh, great save after great save last uh, last season but I just don't Cardiff are really struggling in the, in the championship this season yeah. I don't think he's uh, covered himself in any glory so I don't know if he'd be the answer well I mean people say Begovic but I think he's beyond that Begovic was my number one shout but yeah. he's going to cost some money Begovic exactly and yeah. whether or not we're going to invest in a goalie I don't know but um, there's others you know you've got that Kieran Westwood yeah. keeps being linked there's um, there's one other Casper Schmeichel I think got mentioned that Ali Al Habsi oh, to, to me to me though the, the, the players as you say with Cardiff being a champion the players that are being mentioned about like 
the low, lower league yeah. sort of. I mean, maybe some of them are, are prospects and, and maybe future prospects. Yeah. And we do have in. a good record of plucking yeah. players out the championship. I think yeah. Ruddy was one that was mentioned, but I think he's yeah. coming for criticism at Norwich this season. I might be be corrected on that, but yeah, there's a, I mean, I don't know. You look abroad and you think, well, I remember when uh, Loris at Tottenham came in, he looked a bit shaky at first, but now he's probably the second best keeper in the league. I would say so. So it's yeah. like, you do you look abroad? I don't know. Surely Roberto. He must be eyeing a replacement for Howell But that brings me on to then the defence Because we've yeah. mentioned Jagielka and Tistan Alcaraz um, Although Alcaraz can come in and sort of do a job Yeah He's over 30 So is Baines as well to be fair With all due respect to Baines Yeah I know him and Jagielka will probably play at Everton for many more a year But yeah. they're over 30 now John Stones and uh, Coleman The likes of Garbutt I don't know about I don't know the chances of um, Tyus Browning Or what's yeah. the other lad Brendan Galloway Coming yeah. through I've heard good things about them But you know Browning, We don't know how close they are to the first team but No we uh, don't do you really, Bra- do we? Browning's on the fringes isn't he But yeah. They seem to be on the bench. Well, watch Browning against Krasnodar, uh, and he's played out of position that night, um, as most of our players are. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I really struggle to see the the the, the centre in that because surely yeah. we, we we're relying on young players coming through. We need them to be uh, master of one position yeah. first, yeah. rather than because um, as we see with Barkley with Roberto saying that he's been moving him about a lot deliberately, I don't think it's helping. Um, Barclays, uh, well, I, I think I mean, that'll be another point for later but yeah. you, I think moving people around when we're in a, a woeful run of form is not going to help matters no a lot of people have said we need a settled side and I think when we when we started up against West Ham the other day yeah. or was it against City it was the sec- only the second time this season that we've, we've seen the same 11 yeah. start consecutive games I think the last time was the Wolfsburg victory yeah. which had followed the West Brom win away both we won both sorry we won yeah we won both, both we beat teams. West Brom 2-0 but we Wolfsburg 4-0 coincidence in that that our, you know a, a real Everton like performance came from a settled team yeah, and yeah. one which hadn't been messed about with so like, like Barkley's just one, one of a bunch isn't he but yeah. I think definitely we're both in agreement about the goalie at, yeah. at the heart of the defence is one I started that article and I said look we need to be nurturing someone now bringing someone in even if it takes a season or two yeah. to get them involved but and it might be hard to sign a player of that ilk in January, but we signed Stones in January, we remember, did. two years ago from Barnsley. And yeah. credit to David Moyes for that one, because he, he, he just, I don't know, sometimes for me, he looks like the only one who's got a good head on his shoulders yeah. in, in recent months this season. Obviously, the other night I thought him and Jagiel had done really well, but um, going, yeah. going across the team then, Mark, what would you say? Where else? Well, yeah, like you say, centre back is a must. I mean, they've uh, got to about Nastasic moving on because I thought he would have been a perfect. Um, oh, he's gone to Germany, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah Schalke, I think. Yeah. Um, also, we we are absolutely crying out for um, pace and width uh, yeah. in the team. And I th- I, what I mean by that is last season when we weren't playing well, we always had Delafoe as as An you know. Sometimes yeah. you can have such a threat on the right hand side. He was unpredictable, yeah, but it can sort of transcend what the rest of the team's doing. You know, mm. you can offer that threat. Mm. No matter how you're playing, mm. so I think because we've everything's gone central, we have we've had players who have been either injured off their form or the team just hasn't gelled. We, that's where we've really struggled. We've had no outlet ball all season. It's a, for, it's a forward-thinking player, isn't it? Really, I mean, yeah. I think we saw uh, could draw a sort of similarity when Morales came off the bench the other day. Yeah, 
to how Delafoe affected us last season. He just he wanted Absolutely. to go forward and have a go. Yeah. I thought to me, I think I've said it before, I think a lot of Evertonians need to let let, let go with the love affair with Delafoe. I don't think he's gonna come back. No. And he was great at times, but other times he did go missing. And yes, he's, he's he still a very young lad and I think a lot of our fans need to remember that Lukaku, Barkley and Stones are all still very young lads. Yeah. Stones is nineteen, maybe twenty, I'm not sure. The other two are twenty one, twenty two. Even Mo Bezic playing central midfield first Premier League season these yes. players these lads you know I know at my age yeah. they paid an awful lot of money to do it but you know it's a, it's a massive step up especially for the likes of Bezic who's come in but um, going right. on what you've said about the width I, com- I completely agree um, yeah. what we've got now we tend to have a lot of central players Eto's being shipped out Yeah, you've got Morales and McGee who offer a bit of width Oviedo more defensive minded isn't he let's be honest Pienaar even if he comes back yeah he's been brilliant with Baines but age is catching up with Pienaar isn't it he's not a winger we know he's not a winger no and Pienaar's quality has dipped as well for me with age if you ask me Um, he's still got you can see why Roberto likes him he is a a technician he is a great player when he's on it and you know any team would want a player like Stephen Pienaar but for me his his age has caught up with him his quality has dipped certainly when he came on uh, he's been on the sub a few times this season and it just uh, he's looked took him about a week to get into the game yeah know? and it's but definitely showing I think in the past he, he's always free from injury wasn't he Pienaar but yeah. in the past say 10, 10 to 12 months he's just he's been struggling badly but yeah. what about uh, Christian Atsu or shall we say yeah that lad we got for a loan from Chelsea <laughs> I was really happy when, well I'm not happy when we, when we signed him I can remember him in the World Cup when it was seemed dynamic attacking left side thought he could be a uh, half decent replacement for Delafoe but it um, just hasn't worked out he's um, He's not had that much game time, to be fair, and when he had, he's had injuries along the way, which never help when you move into a new club. Um, Backs of pace, and he looked good for the first five minutes against Krasnodar, and then got injured, which is just—I mean, he went off without even getting an announcement. That season, Yeah, it was just classic. Everton, <laughs> I thought it was a really good buy at the start, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's on loan, so he can go back. Yeah. But um, when you yeah, do sorry, bring loan, yeah. when you do bring in players on loan, like we did last season, they had such a positive effect. When yeah. you bring someone in who has not much of an effect, obviously no. you're going to look at and point the finger. But to me, it reminds me of you know when you watch a Sunday league match, of, like everyone all our fellas playing, and someone's yeah. kid runs on the pitch <laughs> and tries to get the ball. That's what I mean. Obviously, his size doesn't help, but it, More it's more than an actual he looks a bit lost for me but anyway yeah. we won't dwell on him I don't know whether he's still at the club to be honest that shows you how much I know I heard about that he was maybe going back would he be in the African Cup of Nations I'm, I'm not too sure he could, he could be if, yeah. he's done well if he has got a place in the squad I'd say that he's going to play for a few months but anyway um, I, I, so I think we're all in agreement there and I'm sure most of other Evertonians are that maybe from goalkeeper central defence to out wide we definitely need to strengthen I mean yeah. what do you make of uh, Morales talking about decide in his future that's worrying really worrying that we all, we've all been here before we know what that means um, I think we're going to have to really do something remarkable to be able to keep Kevin Morales next season um, but, you know it does make sense that the last he has been outstanding this season he has been one of the few players you can say have turned up um, eight goals I think uh, up until this point well it's a good return considering he's been injured as well yeah and he's not a striker either so it's you know yeah. it's not like he's he's been played up top just think um that sounds ominous to me I don't think I think we're going to have to really 
ghost one to keep him next summer. It'd be a surprise if he stayed there. Yeah, for me it would be. So, yeah, to me it has echoes of the Fellaini thing, a foreign lad who comes in, yeah. does well. But he, I remember 18 months, two years ago, there was interviews with Morales talking about moving to Spain, and I remember it, I'm sure other Evertonians remember it. Yeah. I'd have to try and dig it out from Google somewhere, but I remember then. And it's like Fellaini and his half fellow at the time, I remember saying about Champions League and this and that. But to be honest, yeah. Fellaini, he was quality towards his end, the end of his Everton career. Morales has been quality we all know he's got that quality yeah. and maybe you know you can't deny them the opportunity of, of getting to the Champions League maybe Morales said I'll give it another 18 months two years at Everton because yeah. Martinez's first season was so good we did look on the fringes didn't we maybe that stopped him from leaving last summer if he had the on that you don't know do you, you maybe know? so and, and obviously the playing style of the manager yeah. um, investing in the team he's got his countrymen there and Lukaku obviously the good mates yeah. you just don't know but I, mean, I really would love the guy to stay and for us to build teams around the likes of him and Barkley but it's um, to say he's going to talk about it at the end of the season we, that nine times out of ten ends, ends up with the player leaving yeah yeah. I mean I, I, I hope he stays so. certainly so, so you're not confident that we'll bring in players this this, this window then we're just, we're just somewhere we think we should strengthen but no not, no I'm not um, but I, I sincerely hope we do yeah, yeah I, th- I think even even if it's just one fresh face it would uh, yeah it one would there's a boost wouldn't it Mark yeah. into the first team yeah and lift, the, lift the place a little bit maybe an investor as well you never know anyway <laughs> we'll leave that one for there but um, well Morales I think move, by the way he came on the other night and had an effect on the team such a positive effect Morales yeah. I think it was Michael Owen who said it in commentary um, as much as I hate the little twat um, <laughs> I think he said oh Everton looked impressive when he moved the ball quickly and I think first yeah. half we did I thought the likes of Naismith uh, I thought Barkley yeah. had a bit of an off game I thought McGeady done well for the first half I thought I'd never say that I felt like I put my head in my hands when he got brought off against City because I just thought Jesus how's this lad got a contract here but yeah. I thought he'd done alright um, Barry had a better 45 Um Absolutely. We looked really up for it. I thought Owen hit the nail on the head when he said, "When we move it quickly, we look dangerous." Yeah. When Morales came on, we conti- we you know we took the game to West Ham, um, and all credit to them for getting us back into it. But as you said, Mark, the other day to me, you know, you've got fans saying, "Oh, we had a go," you know, really good effort, and it was a valiant, blah blah. Yet yeah, maybe the keeper deserves yeah. praise, and he was unlucky. But at the end of the day, we both said it's a results business without yeah. the FA Cup. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Without the League Cup, we're 12th in the league. Um, 
obviously Europe has been the one positive from this season. Yeah. Um, and you know we may have a good run at that. I did say we may have to just write the league off, and and if we go for Europe and we win it and we finish twelfth, I've got to be honest, I'll be happy with that because I want silverware just as much as you, Mark. Absolutely. But what do yeah. you think has gone wrong this season? I think. For a start, pre-season, uh, it's now clear that, that that was the first major um, hiccup, well, hiccup disaster, possibly. You know, while, while pre-season was going on and there was no dates announced, and there was, you just assume that they know what they're doing back there, up there, don't they? You know, but it was clear a lot of it was done on the on the hop, and there wasn't much planning. Um, we did definitely enter Leicester City massively undercooked, um, and. I think there's an issue at the back with what's gone on with the fitness staff at the yeah. club. A lot of them seem to have left. Um, the there's club. been a couple, hasn't there, that have left, yeah. yeah. Um, had science, uh, Dave Bellows, and it left, and um, Steve Tashan went to America. Yeah. I just think little things like that that have raised and people have shot me down. Well, that's not the reason, but there's clearly a reason because we, we look dead on our feet. One, two games in, but it cost us three points or less to it. It cost us three points against Arsenal. Yeah. It shows that the quality was there, but the fitness wasn't. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. what's co- that's directly cost us six points, and we haven't got over them two games all season for me. That's what's really set us back. So you, th- so you think the fitness, and um, do you think, what about, I mean, I read an article today on, um, it's a good plug here for Everton Viral as well, me saying this, um, <laughs> by a lad who said, um, not necessarily Martinez's philosophies being the problem, but other factors. I mean, a lot of the pundits and us fans, it's been easy yeah. to say, oh, he's, you know, he's sticking to the passing game and we're being found out. But would you necessarily blame it all on that? Or would you say it's... I mean, you've just mentioned the fitness. Not everyone would, would have even noticed that. No. Other yeah. people would have said, yeah, it is down to the tactics. Other people have said he's lost the dressing room. Other people have said Eto has caused trouble in there. And, and I'll just yeah. say, like, to me, I can't see Eto doing that, to be honest, at that stage of his career, but no. would you think it's just being a mixed bag of things then, or is it just... Yeah, I think it's been a, a sort of drip, drip effect of things that have gone wrong at certain times. You've had injuries to key players, yeah. Ross Barkley, uh, Kevin Bernalisto, there's John Stones massively, yeah, uh, given the, the lack of defensive reinforcements. To be honest, that we all identified last summer that didn't happen, when we kind of felt the board had hit behind the Lukaku did a little bit, and didn't do enough defensively to strengthen the squad. Um, it's just been a catalogue of things that have added up to uh, combine to start the season disastrously for us to be honest I know people are going it's over the top reaction but for me the start of the season has been a disaster it has yeah. the expectations we had it has you know. I remember at Christmas walking away on Boxing Day and uh, I'm thinking Jesus Christ that was a terrible day I got snowed on and I, and I got home and I thought Jesus Christ wh- yeah. where do we go from here like I mean you, you've seen it I've seen it there's people twice my age three times my age you go to the match yeah. there's lads who are half my age you sit an army and girls and yeah. you know there's been some there's been a lot of worse at times than this put it that way but it's because yeah. you sort of as you said it opened the door last season yeah and um, you think what the hell has changed within such a short space of time for us to just catapult down the league and think yeah you can't blame it on the Europa because no not I, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm right in saying this but I don't think our results have been that bad after Europa League fixtures but I mean surely that breeds confidence beating the likes of Wolfsburg 4-0 and beating Lille you yeah. know going there getting draws you know going to Russia I agree uh, surely that breeds confidence results breed confidence but for me 
to Europa League we've got all our eggs in one basket because we're not going to finish in the top four League Cup FA Cup and out the window so yeah. it's it's Europe or, or bust well not bust but Europe or, or nothing unless we put a good league run together we've got yeah. that's our you know silverware you said to me didn't you it's alright all having a go in the FA Cup but at the end of the day you want to see silverware but that's it though. you're getting older um, and as you get older the FA um, when you slide out of cup competitions it does hurt that a little bit more now because it's like when are we ever going to end this trophy drought it's ridiculous it's 20 years now um, that uh, you know we did play we did play great we did fight mm. like an Everton team should fight in the FA Cup uh, when down to 10 then but um, the bottom line is we are out the cup it is another sort of Wembley final where we're not going to be anywhere near it yeah. you know um, well, to me, to really me, disappointing sorry to jump in Mark but the League Cup has been my argument I mean yeah. It's, it's all it's very easy for our fans to be on Twitter taking a piss save like if Liverpool or someone else wins the League Cup and says oh, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup at the end of the day for me that's silverware yeah. and I haven't seen silverware since I was a boy so no. I want to see silverware I want to see even if, it's, if it means that it's a detriment to our league form I want to see silverware now I don't know whether Martinez this is his plan to just go all out in Europe but to me yeah. you know the, the teams that are played in Europe haven't been too different to the teams that are playing in the league because we've had injuries yeah but we can't really use them as an excuse there's something gone wrong and I don't know whether it's because in the Premier League people have thought we caught people off guard last season maybe because yeah. we've been a bit cagey under Moyes we were a bit more expressive and people expected that from us to yeah. start with yeah. whereas now the sort of playing us at our own game I mean I don't know about you Mark yeah. but on Monday night I'm, I'm, a lot of people said we're looking forward to it. obviously I always look forward to going to the match but yeah. you know Tony Pulis has just took over against uh, at a West and then the following game is Alan Pardew at Palace I thought Jesus Christ you couldn't pick two other ma- two managers horrible managers yeah. that want to get one over on Everton then I thought by the time we play the shite next month <laughs> we could be re- well and truly we're already in a fight we could be in a dog fight the, these two games are now ten times harder than what they ought to have been you know a couple of weeks back last season know. we would have won them both 1-0 absolutely or yeah. 2-0 or something yeah. we would have done West Brom are now going to be super organised they're going to be uh, like any and Tony Pulis is certainly not afraid to come to Goodison uh, with, uh, with Palace where they've had the uh, hex over us a couple of seasons now um, and like you say Alan Pardew at Palace you know, it's just going to be. Well, they both they both won their opening both. games, yeah, in league and cup. So they're both, both confidence. Exactly. So, I mean, we can draw on the problems. I mean, I think there's an awful lot of things that people have touched upon, but in terms of the manager himself. You and I wrote yeah. numerous articles and had conversations with numerous Evertonians last season about how how overcome we were with Martinez, the way he works, yeah. and basically his Just ethics, his and, yeah, his ethos for the club and his ideas. But yeah. what what would you do? You have faith that he can turn things around? Yeah, I do. I yeah. really do. I think. No, he, he has shown at times this season that he hasn't learned from his last from his, from Leicester's learns, you know, with yeah. the three number tens uh, on the pitch. How many times has that happened? Where it's very uh, narrow, far it? too many number tens on the pitch. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to have learned. But I do think there have been circumstances why that's happened. But I don't. I've still got full faith. I don't think we should be looking to to get rid of a manager who changed the whole mindset of a club within. Just because of a really bad start to the season, yeah. you know, we gave Moyes eleven years. That, that's right. I mean, it is it is easy for us all to lose our heads, and don't yeah. get me wrong. Me and my dad and my mates have sat there in the garden seat, just uh, scratching our heads. I've even 
turned to Chang at half time a few <laughs> times because of it. It's it's like especially that Stoke game. That that just haunts me. That Stoke game. There's always a game it that sticks out. Yeah, that was like Aston Villa three two at home. Well, yeah, actually, young the Southampton game. I mean, I I just I get angry with myself because I'm giving up spending time with my family to turn bloody laptops and streams on to watch them. And this I know people pay thousands of pounds a year to travel all across the country. And fair enough, our, our supporters as die hard as anyone's. But yeah. that three 0 at Southampton, that one 0 against Stoke, I thought, Jesus Christ, what what? How can you pick this up? How can you write any sort of positivity about it? There seem to be no. Um, like in the past, we've had awful teams. We've had we've always had something like uh, we've had a, like Gary Speed or Duncan Ferguson or Dave Watson. Uh, well, like you said, after that Stoke game, there appeared no source of inspiration from anywhere. The, the no. team looked like it'd given up on itself, and there was no. You just don't know where we're going to pick up. Thankfully, I'm now a lot more confident because of the last few performances that, that we are going to turn it round. Yeah. But, uh, it, certainly, we have looked lost See, for a lot I, of the season. I mean, it's easy to it's easy to make the likes of Osman a scapegoat, Tony a bit. We know a lot of people don't yeah. rate him, but you know what? Right, I haven't I watched I've watched DVDs in the past of Everton and of Everton of old, and yeah. seeing how these lads have actually served the club, and you know, being local yeah. lads, maybe they do give that little bit more heart on the sleeve mentality rather than your lads we're playing with gloves on. Bezic is the so-called our yeah. case who loves a tackle. I mean, I'm sick of people saying it. I think he's a, he's more of a player than just liking a tackle. We yeah, you know he's a quality yeah. player, but you know the lad's got gloves on in the middle of the park. It's not even cold out now. Wait till he gets a couple of months when it's snowing and pissing down. He'll be he'll have long johns on then. No, you know what I mean. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe that you draw on that. Like Gary Speed and Duncan Ferguson, two exceptional talents in their own right, but. Yeah. Maybe that's what, what it is We've lacked Jack Yelka's not the most vocal The likes of Howard and Distan Have gone a bit missing Baines even Let's it's, be honest yeah. Coleman went off the boil right. These lads are the reliable lads Who And Barry Look at them last season It clicked McCarthy will run all day for you Yeah you know what I mean? I think Naismith will run all day for you, and that's the attitude the you want. Naismith for me personify. We want better. We want a you know a great fluid team with with wonderful goals to look back on. But Naismith for me is is the soul of Everton. The way he plays the game for yeah. me, it's, I see that he is Everton on the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but um, is he, that because he's British though? No, I just think it's his it's his whole approach. He is was born to be an Everton player, but the way he plays the game, yeah, he has. He is not like on a level of Andy Gray, but for me, he brings that level of um, influence on the team. Yeah. I really do believe it's uh, real. It's real heart, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And he doesn't give a monkeys, and that's but, the best way to do it. But you know what? He doesn't. You know, he's not the most gifted of players, Naismith, but he can finish. He can win a ball in the yeah. air, and I tell you what, he can pick a pass as well. He can link up. And during that first half against West Ham the other day, and against Man City, where he took his goal, he beat the keeper. Yeah. You know, he's the smallest lad on the pitch, but, but he runs defenders ragged. Doesn't his he? desire to get into that yeah. box whereas yeah. other people I think they're a bit naive with their opinions of Lukaku he, he, he might look like a target man but we all know look at them last three games yeah he's and absolutely he's a goal scorer yeah. and I know people want a lot more for their money these days and I see it all over Twitter that they want he can't hold the ball up he can't make a goal up out of nothing um, he can't well that's fair enough but for me the last few games He's really shown his class when, when you know, we've been all right, he was slightly more quieter against West Ham than he was against City, but his improvement has been marked and he has looked a threat and that's all we can ask for. He's looked a threat, he's looked to get in behind. He scored two goals in the last three games yeah. as well, don't forget and as well. He's looked the par for me. Yeah. yeah. I know I, people want Messi, but they're not gonna get that for, you know. No, and I think 
unity nail on the head I mean his hold up play his first touch obviously still rusty the lad's yeah. 21 now I keep trying to remind people this well Conor McElhaney's older than Lukaku exactly so you think he's an investment <laughs> but it's the price tag isn't it I mean yeah we probably only paid about 4 mil up front well, anyway, anyway yeah. we won't go actually yeah we could do a whole podcast on that just that price tag it's expectation <laughs> right but really yeah. you play to his strengths and he'll show you I mean he's the, he's, he needs to be playing attacking the goal driving yeah. at players linking up play not not receiving the ball with his back to back to the midfield or whatever no back to goal yeah he's strong yeah he's got power but you need to use it in the right ways and I think within the last three three games two or three especially City and the West Ham own game yeah we, we've seen it so it's been a clear focus to play to, to, to get Lukaku on the ball definitely a lot more yeah definitely and it's worked so I mean other areas of the squad we've, we've got the likes of Aruna Kone um, Aidan yeah. McGeady we had a little chat about um, there's potentially PNR I don't know about Osman um, who else? McCarthy's been struggling, hasn't he? But yeah. Knox Stones looks like he's getting back to fitness. So, how, how do you think the team might t- take more of a settled shape now, or what, what, what yeah. are you expecting to see on Monday night? I can see the same, um, pretty much the same team that started at West Ham. I think yeah. now. I don't think Martinez is now um, in the mood to tinker with the team now. He can Anyone can see it. There's been a clear improvement. The results haven't been there still. There has been a clear improvement for the last three, two or three weeks. So we're, 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 I think we're going to see pretty much the same team, but I would prefer, obviously, Morales to be starting ahead of McGeady. Well, McGeady's suspe- he's got to oh, be suspended, McGeady's hasn't suspended, he? So, yeah, of so you would think. I mean, Morales himself is playing through the pain barrier, he said. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, we've needed him too. We, we need our players to be showing that sort of fight and we desire. We need Morales to play. and Lukaku now to be held away on. on uh, against yeah. West Ham yeah certainly but one other player I just wanted to talk to you about I mean he's, he seems to constantly be in the press and constantly be in discussion I see people falling out over him a lot of the time on yeah. social media but is uh, Ross Barkley yeah I've, I really get angry with people who want to so it, it, uh, I'm so ready to get rid of this lad it's unbelievable it's uh, for me if you can't understand the talent or if you can't notice the talent that Ross Barkley has then I don't know what you're doing watching football to be honest he is um, last season there was moments where I called him the school of science in one player you know because of what he can do on the ball he is an absolute godsend in full flow there is no one who can who can look as graceful as him yeah. there's that sort of not saying he is Zidane but he has got that Zidane ballet dancer type uh, yeah. thing where he can drift past people the lad's having a bad season um, you know I was talking to a fellow on Twitter and said really didn't have a great second season he didn't um, and there were people calling for him to go there was you know we've got to get the lad signed he's on his day he can, he can be I know on his day he hasn't had many of his days but this is the future that I don't want talking about here and this fella should be right in the middle of it yeah well I, I echo your sentiments and I mean you can't just write him off forever and having a bad time yeah. never mind Ross Barkley so exactly I think people are quick to forget that you know well the thing we, is one who's having a, and it doesn't help that his body language isn't the greatest it wasn't yeah. the greatest thing in West Ham he doesn't I've got to admit he doesn't like throwing a tackle in he doesn't um, the other night I thought he doesn't help himself when he doesn't because no the thing is right it's like there's two arguments to it he, he tries things in certain positions and he, you think yeah. don't have a goal because he's trying and people arguing them in the match next to me he's having a goal though lads isn't he? he's having a goal yeah. but then if he loses it and he sets up a Manchester City counter attack which he never but no, I'm yeah, talking no. if this was the case and then they score because 
were, were, were shocking. Yeah, at defending teams on the break anyway. Well, yeah, from our own corners usually. Well, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, you can't help but have a go at the lads. But I think that all comes with the maturity, and he's a bit naive in certain situations. And but the lad, yeah. he, he, you can see, he just wants to drive the team on, and he wants to do something special. But I think what he needs to learn is that just doing the simple things and creating the exact opportunities yeah. for his teammates will then create the great things for the team. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And last yeah. year, I thought, I mean, that goal against Newcastle he scored and the goal against City, that just oh. epitomised the, the quality he has. There's no denying, I'm not taking anything away, he is, as you've said, he's the future of this football club. He's got special ability. Yes. We need to nurture it. We don't yeah. need to be on Twitter slagging off a young lad who's come through the ranks, no. who is being linked with the press. Because if we add fuel to the fire, the media jump on it. They love, they love yeah. negativity around Everton. You At know, the best of times. Money talks. Yeah. You know, we've talked about the financial situation. It would be an absolute disaster to lose the likes of him. Neville Southall recently wrote something as well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even read the thing because of the title. Maybe I should have read it, but I completely dismissed it because of the title. But that, to me, is scaremongering in itself. That, yeah. to me, is negativity. Yeah, we're having a negative talk about Everton here. We're addressing the facts, yeah. to be honest. But to me, that's not going to help things. I mean, Southall, he's a straight shooter. I've met him. He talks the truth. But that, to me, to me, there, he was wrong. Yeah, and particularly given his stance about how the board, you know, brainwashed us into uh, we should be expecting better. So, And then he goes and says that about Barkley, um, which, for me... It's like it's like people are running around themselves to bail the board out. You know, we have to sell one of our best. Why do we have to sell one of our best? Why, yeah. don't, why don't you do your job, find investments, and, and we can build around our best instead of taking five steps back to take one forward? Well, that's it. I mean, I know Southall's bang into his um, his nurture, and I know he doesn't yeah. look like the the best coach, but he, he does a lot of the on the coaching side and trying to find grassroots football and grassroots yeah. talent. Well, Ross Barkley is just that. He is just that. Yeah. So, without reading his article, I think he was hitting at selling them for 45 million and buying four or five players to make sure we're consistently Champions League. The thing is, you buy four or five players that have not got half the raw talent no. that Ross Barkley's got. No. So, to me, yeah, a quick fix in this modern day, selling for 45 million. For one, I don't think he's worth it. He might be in the end. But secondly, as you say, we should be looking to nurture the likes of him, the likes of Lukaku, yeah. the likes of John Stones, James McCarthy, Mo Bezic, and build a team round them no, for the future. That is one hell of a spine you just mentioned there, you know. And yeah. Why would we be looking to take away any part of that? It just doesn't. Uh, it just begs belief why people think it's a good option. I just, you know. It is, it's confused, but I think when you've have the players I've just mentioned there, yet you need that experience around them. Yeah. Party. Jag yoga distant and that but when they start to show signs that it's just all it's all a bit getting too much, that's when you need to be now planning for the future. Midfield I think, yeah, we've got a couple of alternatives. God yeah. knows what's happened with Darren Gibson. Um, There's still people giving him a chance when this is now he is now just plainly bleeding the club dry of a week. He's clearly not gonna make it but I don't know what's going on there. I've heard a few things but I won't go into them now, but I just I just think, yeah, midfield, yeah, we might be all right. But defensively, Baines, even Coleman, you could argue, is not getting any younger. Like, I mean, no, he's still going to be there. He could be there for another 10 years. I can never see him going to Manchester United for 25 million. Um, no, I, I, I can't see that happening either. But you, I think you need, to be, you need to be then filling the gaps, don't you, Mark? Yeah. Making, you need to be making the connection with the spine and getting the team the best players in the best positions and then getting, you know, your strength around that. Yeah. Um, that 
Um, I just don't see any benefit in selling anyone down the middle there. You know. So do you think long term that Martin has talked about it being a project, do you think he will continue to try and do that then and keep bringing like the, the, like the likes of Bezic, the likes of Lukaku, who keep bringing in players across the park or do you think we'll have to just be made do, like we'll make do with the likes of McGeezy and players like that for the for the forthcoming future? Well it's going to come to a head, we've got so many players uh, who, are, who are now approaching the end of their careers there has got to be a clear out of some sort mm. whether it be, it's not going to be this month but in the summer I would say that Certain positions are going to come to a head with with the way the squad is. Mm. We definitely need an over, we need definitely need uh, either more players coming through from the youth or more players bringing in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's certainly the, it's a noticeable shift that the club is now in need of uh, younger talent to come in. Yeah. I mean, I thought the Krasnodar game you mentioned before there was one or two there, wasn't it? But yeah, Luke Garbutt was. Yeah. I mean, Luke Abbott was so good. Baines has had a really different season for me. And, mm. um, Luke Abbott should, um, certainly should have got a chance against West Ham and Tony Abbott went left back. That was crying out for Luke Garbutt to come in. And, you know, he's an exceptional player and, and he deserves to um, be in and around the first team. Yeah. It's what he can bring to the team. He's got that yeah. Luke Shaw thing about him when he's got a burst of pace and everything. And yeah. he can get behind players as well. Um, but Baines is good, but Baines hasn't been great this season. No. And neither has Coleman. And I mean, he's. He tried him in midfield against Newcastle. How, how do you think that went? Yeah, I liked certain aspects of it. I liked um, the, the, the drive he brought to the position, but then you need um, the, the sort of tactical know-how to go with that. Mm. And I think if we're winning four, five straight games on the bounce, that's great, no problem. The team's winning, everybody's confident. But at that time, you know, probably the worst team in the league at that moment, weren't we? Um, I don't think it was... Uh, a good time to put Baines in the middle which is probably what I, I mentioned to you before about moving Ross Barkley around I think yeah no, yeah, he's a young lad and yeah he's experimenting but experiment at the right times probably absolutely and let the lad get his confidence up in one position before you you, you can't yeah. build on quicksand all the time you know he needs to get his confidence up in his favourite position and then we can look about you know um, that front three behind Lukaku should be fluid anyway you yeah. know Ross Barkley shouldn't be in centre you know there's times where he could be sent forward it's that fluid yeah. But um, it's not helping him starting him on the right hand side. Uh, no, for me, it is. He needs to be in the middle, linking up with Lukaku like he did last season. Uh, it's a devastating effect at times um, to get his confidence up, and then we will see the player that we all want to see. Yeah. So how about yours? Anyway, we've, we've covered a lot of a lot of things there within yeah. this time. Obviously, we're nearly approaching an hour there. But yeah. what um, what about Europe? I mean. It's it's been great to be back in Europe, obviously. Yeah. Hasn't it? Have you been to any of the games or? Yeah, I went I mean, to Lille away. Did uh, you go to Lille? Which yeah. was a fantastic experience. You it's didn't not get frightening. Bloody, uh, rubber bullets, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were chance, no? missed all that. Didn't see. We saw we were not far away from the pub that got ambushed on the on the Tuesday night on the Wednesday night. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, Copites, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we apart from one. Uh, Really terrifying experience at the uh, Lille Central Station, where where it was the biggest crush. Uh, it was so frightening uh, stuff. I'm still getting therapy about now. I think um, it was a great experience. It's just a shame Everton uh, didn't perform on the day. Uh, it was a poor game, to be fair. Yeah, Lille I mean, didn't perform either. I think though, going. I think he's had a bit of a game plan in Europe, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, we've demolished yeah. teams at Goodison. That three 0 against Lille was. I felt embarrassed for them. I thought, you know, we we brushed them aside. Yeah, so that was reassuring because for me, I don't know about you, the Wolfsburg game 
was fantastic, but really, they had chances. They could them. have easily beat us five, six, four easily. It was game. so open, wasn't it? Yeah. They had, uh, they had an annoying amount of chances in that second half. That was that was our purple patch of the season. We beat West Brom away, <laughs> beat Wolfsburg at home. We thought, here we go, we're up for another good season. As it is, it's gone to shit since. We've got young boys, so I mean, yeah. are you going your way, like? No, I'm not. Uh, unfortunately, it's, just, uh, it's not possible with work and everything. Yeah. But I'll be going home uh, again. Young boys is a great draw for us. Um, and I do actually think there's something about it. This season has been so bad. It's reminded me of 94, a little bit when we started poorly, lost, didn't win any of our 14 games. Yeah. And won the cup at the end of it. Yeah. I just think it's, we've been so bad, but there's just something remarkable waiting for us. And I do yeah. think there's a sense of fate around the Europa. Yeah. I mean, nowhere real. That's stuff. But I just think there's something around it. <laughs> That's always my like since that Southampton game and that I I tend to write stuff about Everton and think yeah I always at the end I see there's like a little glimmer of hope and to me that equaliser against West Ham Lukaku was that glimmer of hope yeah City like me Arthur said to me better from Everton that Mark better yes and I said yeah. well it is yeah I've just watched the games out but uh, um, he just said. He, he, it takes a lot for him to be impressed, and you know, after seeing that this yeah. season, it's everyone's very downbeat, Andy. But you just want to take them positives and say, right, this is going to be the turning point. But yeah. I'll always think, even if you know, we, we, I'm think, I'm looking at the games ahead, and we've we've worried yeah. about West Brom and, and Palace there. But I always just feel like we can turn a corner because we always tend to get ourselves out of the out of the. Yes. The mire, as, as we say, we and it may be, if we didn't have the Europa League, I'd feel a lot more downbeat about this. Yeah. Um, but I, and last season, I'd feel if we didn't have that, I'd feel a lot more downbeat about this. But I, I sort of know the potential there, and I'm sure you do. Yeah, I just think we just need to find ourselves again. We do, and we need to get our confidence back. And I do think there was confidence has returned to the team the last two or three games. The, uh, the results haven't, you know, gone our way uh, in, in terms of winning, but. The team just looked like an Everton side last uh, the last few weeks, mm. um, and I think I think there's something for us in the Europa because the start the competition suits our style of play totally. You yeah. know the way we can sort of I can see Ross Barkley thriving in that yeah. um, because teams do give you time on the ball. Yeah, and maybe with the, the league position improving, we can kick on in the Europa as well. That's it. I mean, obviously we talked about before Premier League teams maybe playing as our own game. Europe don't know nothing about us, do they? No. They can do their own work, but they don't see us on the playing on match of the day and well, no. getting beat left, right, and centre. Maybe it might help <laughs> us. They're seeing us struggle so much that they might take the eye off the ball exactly. when they're playing us. Exactly. So, I mean, we've got that to look forward to, but yeah. in terms of the immediate future, we've got uh, West Brom at home on Monday. Um, so, Annie Chabiatrich, then, do you reckon? Or, <laughs> so, do you think, give us a prediction for that, do you think? I mean, it's going to be tough. We talked about Pulis before, but do you think we can beat them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll. Uh, I think we can. Uh, I can probably see that one ending up the same as QPR three one two one uh, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. So we could do with that result just to try and it might not move us anywhere in the league, but just to get us that bit of. Uh, well, it'll it, sort of it, cement this 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 good middle match that we're in. It'll yeah. confirm it as um, an improvement. You know, we yeah. do need a win to, to back it all up. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't do with another draw because no. we just had three of them. And you class the draw, the West Ham game as a draw. Really, it was it was one all yeah. full time, wasn't it? But you know, after that, we've got it. I think there's an international and FA Cup break, which. Yeah. In the past, there's been a theme of going into it with a defeat. I'm yeah. just hoping that 
that isn't the, the same time around this time. I don't think we can afford it, to be honest with you. Um, we're running out of last chances this season to really then turn our season around. And I think like, Monday represents the time where we really have to get our stuff together. We need to kick start, don't we? And it's yeah. still early January, so you think, go try and get a positive result there. Well, we need a victory against West Brom, and then yeah. Palace will be a challenge, as will Liverpool at home. But, you know, Liverpool are no great shakes. Anything can happen. Nope. As we yeah. showed at Anfield, we, we were in a, a poor run then, but we managed to salvage, salvage something from the game. It so, did. overall, then, what are your thoughts to, to, to summarise the season, the manager, and the way things are going? Well, I think, you know, it's becoming obvious that it's not the season we all hoped. Um, it has been a disappointment. I do feel there is something for us. Um, we have got the players to really hit teams, you know, and really um, make an impression still. Um, I don't think it's going to be in the league. I do think we have got a great chance of success in the Europa. Right, it depends on the draw, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when we got young boys, as you said, it was a great job of being away from home. Yeah. I'm expecting the second leg to be like Fiorentina esque, shall we say? Absolutely. When we roared the ball in. Um, yeah. Although we won nice on the night, we went, yeah, get the job done rather than go out on Man. penalties. Like, but um, get his tactics right over in Switzerland. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. I, I wish that game was this week to be honest because I want something to just yeah. kick on and, and a boost in Europe sort of is being the only boost so far this season the only thing we've had to cling on to all yeah. season long yeah. so anyway well I'll draw it to a close I think we've covered as much as we can there for our very first podcast <laughs> um, thanks for taking part Mark thank you very much for having me and um, we'll look to do this again sometime soon let us know your thoughts whether you agree disagree any feedback positive or negative is, is welcome Need to see if we won't start arguing with on Twitter. We promise. Um, you can follow us both on on Twitter. Mark is Mark Mark the Blue, which is T H A for the. I don't know why you spelt it like that. Like gangster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm a uh, lower Gladys lad. We both write for Everton Viral, so give them a follow as well. Um, bit of free plugging as we did earlier on in the, in the show. But uh, as I say, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully we see an upturning results for Everton, and we'll, we'll do one of these in a couple of weeks and maybe look back on the West Brom the Palace game and maybe do one for the Derby as well Uh, thanks for listening see ya thanks before Shopify were you wondering where my sales at now you're selling with Shopify the global commerce platform supercharging your selling you have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond Gary easy on the cha-ching <clears throat> oh sorry but my Shopify sales are through the roof start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen shopify.com listen Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.